Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host Jared. And I'm Edwina. And we're still doing a Once More with Feelings series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Tonight's episode is Season 3, Episode 9, The Wish. What if Buffy never came to Sunnydale? <laughs> what if? Buffy, what if? <laughs> uh, this episode first aired on December 8th, 1998. Written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Greenwald. Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the entire series all the way through. And I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. I think this one was possibly worth my time. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, yeah. I have to ask. Jared. Yes. Have you seen this episode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen this episode, yeah. This is the first one. Um, I thought this episode would have come a little sooner, um, gathering on what the the click or the social situation was with Buffy and Cordelia because she's not quite mean to Buffy, like wishing she'd never come. So I figured it was her earlier seasons with Cordelia, yeah, not liking Buffy. Mm. Uh, so, but yeah, um, yeah. So we finally got there ready. I've seen yes, one. eventually. <laughs> Yeah, this is using the you know the the alternate universe trope with a little bit of a uh, little mix of careful what you wish for mixed in there. Yeah, I mean it was a throwaway wish. It wasn't like she had to like get a genie and go through a gauntlet uh, of uh, trying to open these secret passage doors or anything like that. You know, <laughs> to get this wish. You know, she just sort of. Just sort of uh, sparingly just said, oh, I just wish Buffy was never here, you know, not realising, you know, yeah. well, it, it's going it, it to come to consequences. It is one of those tropes that is quite heavily used in the sci-fi fantasy genre, like, um, you know, Stargate, The Flash, Loki, Fringe. I think these are these are shows that are based around the premise. I don't remember the Fringe one. Fringe? Yeah, what was the Fringe one? That he stole his son from an alternate universe. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you meant the wish part. Of it. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about the alternate, alternate universe. Yeah, alternate yeah. universe. Um, yeah, and you have the the characters playing themselves, but different versions of mm. themselves, yeah, yeah. and what they'd be like. What if? if? Yeah, the what if? Like, now there's an actual show called What, what If, if? <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally just this premise. Yeah. <laughs> um. And yeah, and it's you know Buffy without friends. Uh, did you want to do the synopsis? Uh, not synopsis. I always say that. What is do it? Do you want to do the summary? It's a, a summary. summary. Okay, let's do a summary. We've got a lot to say about this episode, I think. So yeah, to get this boring part out the way, huh? Yes. Buffy, Willow, and Xander are in the park where they are attacked by a demon. After they kill it, they discuss the fallout of Xander and Willow's kiss. Xander says he's left many voicemails on Cordelia's phone, but she has yet to return his calls. Willow admits that she feels terrible about what happened and that the idea of Oz not speaking to her upsets her more. Xander asks Buffy, who is also feeling low after severing ties with Angel, how she's coping. She responds that she finds comfort in her friends. There we have our thematical link for the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Comfort and friends. Cordelia returns to school only to be rejected by Harmony and a former clique who taunt her as Xander's cast-off. She goes to the bronze where Buffy accidentally humiliates her further by knocking her into a pile of trash in front of her friends. Cordelia decides that Buffy is to blame for her predicament. The next day, new girl Anya gives Cordelia an amulet while trying to goad her into wishing something bad would happen to Xander. Instead, Cordelia wishes that Buffy had never come to Sunnydale. 
Anya immediately transforms into Anyanka, the vengeance demon of scorned and wronged women, and grants the wish. Cordelia is once again popular in school, her cordettes are at her beck and call, and handsome jock John Lee wants to date her. Her happiness is short-lived when she realises that the town is overrun by vampires. The Master has risen and created a vast army of vampires which terrorise the surviving humans. Most of the students are either dead or vampires, and there is a nighttime curfew. Walking through the streets at night, Cordelia encounters Xander and Willow, who are now vampires. She is saved by a group of vampire fighters, led by Giles. Cordelia tries to explain to Giles what happened, and asks to have Buffy back so that things can be back the way they were, but before she can elaborate, she is killed by Xander and Willow. Giles calls Buffy's contacts in Cleveland, but is only able to leave a message for the very busy Slayer. He then learns that the amulet Cordelia is wearing is that of Anyanka, whose granted wishes can be undone only if her center power is destroyed. The Master has created machinery to industrialize harvesting of blood from captive humans. Giles, on his way home, is nearly captured by vampires who are rounding up humans for the plant he is rescued by Buffy, who in this reality is cold and cynical. She doubts that Giles can reverse Anya's spell, but does offer to kill the Master. Buffy finds Angel imprisoned, When she sees him as a vampire, she initially rejects his help, but the marks of torture on his chest persuade her that he is no friend of the Master. The Master starts up the plant with the first victim before a cage of prisoners, including Oz and Larry. Buffy and Angel attack the vampires. During the battle, Xander kills Angel, Buffy kills Xander, Oz kills Willow, and the Master breaks Buffy's neck. Meanwhile, Giles uses a spell to summon Anyanka to his house. He guesses that Anyanka's own amulet is the creator of her powers and smashes it, restoring the original reality. Cordelia once again makes the wish, and Anyanka tries to grant it, but without an amulet, she is powerless. The end. So where do you want to start? Jeez, I don't... um... I really don't know. Um, well, I'll, I might start this one off. Now, I, I really appreciate and I can see the shift in the tone and the, and the ideas of the show, like moving away from those dreaded PSA uh, episodes mm-hmm. where they're confined to to a quota of certain type of episodes that they have to make and now they can just do what they want because I think now at this point they're quite an established show. Yeah. So they don't have to adhere to yeah, anything. There's also, there's also you're getting fewer and fewer of these Monster of the Week episodes as well. Right. Well, this is kind of a Monster of the Week in is the it? sense. It's a, it's a one-off sort of yeah, thing, I, I'm guessing, apart from maybe some other characters. But but I just appreciate they're just going balls to the wall on this, mm. like really committing hard. Like the fact they uh, they create this universe with Cordelia being the center of it well, and then kill her off. Yeah, yeah. You, so like that, that, is, yeah. That, that is really balls so to the wall. I, I, remember I appreciate being, that. I remember being really shocked watching this episode. But by the, but also remember they had faked out killing her. Just the last episode. Just the <laughs> last <laughs> episode. Yeah. So you could say literally five minutes ago yeah. in the last so, episode. But in, that, but in that episode, they pretty much metaphorically, that like Willow and Xander's kiss kills her. Yeah, know, destroys her, and in this, they their literal k- vampire kiss destroys her. And that scene, the way that it's shot, it looks like they are actually kissing through her. And there's <laughs> something like very sexual about it because I think it's the way um, Xander sort of cups Willow's head while yeah, they're in the middle yeah. of it. So it looks like this awful threesome type <laughs> situation <laughs> yes. going on. Um, and 
Yeah, and they they lit in that scene. Their kiss literally destroys her, and they devour her again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, that's nicely picked up, Betty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and mentioning uh, your libido, I've mentioned this before. Being a vampire really helps with your libido. Yes. Everyone is very extra horny in this episode. Yes, they are. <laughs> Willow does lots of licking. Yeah, yeah. Lots of everyone, licking things. And everyone's, oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt cheap. Um, yes. And also, come from, everyone's just come back from the Matrix as well. <laughs> yes. Everyone leathers up. Everyone's in leather. You got, if you're a vampire, you get horny and you leather up. So that's yes. two things you notice. Yes, definitely. Um, so when I originally watched this episode, and it is that thing, like normally the person who makes, like they kill off the person that made the wish. Like, mm, so yeah. you kind of think, and normally in that situation, once you kill off the wish maker, everything should have gone back to... Back normal. to normal, yeah, like, yeah. That happens a lot of the time in those kind of. Well, that should have been a cataclysm to set reset everything, but it didn't, and everyone just carried on. Yeah, and basically and everyone then, was just stuck there. So yeah, so you're like, oh god, how are they gonna? How are they going? Yeah, you to think fix they're pretty this? screwed because now no one knows that yeah there is an alternative and that something has changed everything, so no one's aware of the change. Yeah, and I sort of thought that this episode was going to be you know a Cordelia centric episode. And then they just kill her off. Yep, gone. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh, tough. Also, I noticed in this episode, the the clothes also tell a bit of a story. <laughs> like, oh, do they? Oh, it's just... Um, that they're in the Matrix. <laughs> yes. Well, as you said, like everyone's in the leather outfits. All the vampires are in leather. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have Cordelia in that outfit that she wears to school. Uh, she... Was absolutely gorgeous. I was, I was re-watching that, and she is absolutely stunning in that. They've, they've really like doled her up like really well. Yes, but is that an outfit that you wear to school, or is that an outfit you wear to like clubbing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think both are outfits because then she's wearing blue later. That sort of weird blue dress. Yeah, the hot the um. Actually, I like that dress. It's like that electric blue. Oh, cerulean, I should say. Sort of that. It's a nice color on her. Yeah, um. <laughs> I think everything works with her. But that that burg- burgundy sort of yeah, that red burgundy outfit that she's wearing, le- leather one, the, yeah. with those heels. Oh my god! Mm. Like, but I am like, is that you really going to wear that to school? Hello, cutie pie. Um, but then you go to Buffy, um, like the alternate um universe version of Buffy, who is just in like army fatigues. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, she's no longer that. She she no longer has that cute, ditzy valley girl. Yeah, well, her, her character's completely changed as well. So mm. she's, uh, as I said at the start, you know, becomes all she's cynical, and, cynical and dark. And, so dark yeah, Buffy. Yeah. Everyone's a little darker. Well, it's I'm trying to work out what happened to her. Like, so that's the version of Buffy that doesn't have any friends. And has no connections to anyone in the world. So, I mean, are we assuming this is only a couple of years without going to Sunnydale? Or well, is this I'm, something I'm else in the past? I'm guessing that the only way that she hasn't ended up in Sunnydale is that she's run away from her mum. Oh, uh, right. Or something's happened to her mum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I actually have a feeling something's happened to her mum. Mm. Horny Joyce, look out. <laughs> 
which which would send you down that cynical kind mm, of maybe path. your parents in general. So maybe yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you don't know what's happened because Joyce was the one that moved them to Sunnydale. Yeah. Um. So she has now ended up in Cleveland with a different watcher. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. You have to kind of think what. How did she end up there? Why didn't she make any friend? Like she didn't make any friends, obviously. And mm. um, yeah, but you know, she has no connection, which you realize is actually really important. And she, it's, she kind of con- li- it's kind of contrasted with uh, Faith a little bit because Faith is saying you don't need to rely on anyone else. Well, I was thinking she was probably a little more like Kendra. Yeah, yeah, the, like the Slayer incarnate type. Yeah, yeah. Type situation. Yeah, she is like Kendra, but Kendra had, you know, started to come round to <laughs> mm. to having ties in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it obviously makes you a better Slayer when you have something to lose. And it did, did sort of feel like, what is it from that episode, Anne? That guy said, you know, what is the, ab- what, you know, what is hell but the absence of hope? Yeah. And it just felt like Buffy had lost all hope yeah. for a better world. It seemed like she was, wasn't was a better slayer as well in some yeah. ways. Uh, she was a better slayer in, in the other reality than in this reality as yeah. well. Like yeah. Although she kicks a mask at, at, at the start when you first see her, um, her recklessness got her killed pretty quickly. Yeah. Because uh, she didn't even to, need to go there. Yeah. <laughs> but also fulfilling the prophecy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, does this count as a Buffy death? No. It doesn't? No. Right. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, technically it is a death. I mean... Uh, because everything resets. Yeah, but still, like, it's uh, she dies in the show. So, you could say... So, she dies... So, we could just say she ends up dying 2.1 time. <laughs> 2.1. 1. <laughs> 2.1. 1. 1 for that one. Yeah, she gets a point one. Yeah. For, yeah, you get a point one for alternate universe deaths. Hmm. Fair so. enough. But I think all of them get a death in. Yeah, yeah, uh, all of them except for Oz and Giles, I think. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very tragic scene at the end as well when they're all um, killing yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. The really sad part about that scene is that there's no heart in it. Like they don't know what they mean to each other. Yeah, and and a different reality that we've just seen at the start. They're all happy, or so so happy, so so happy, um, and you know throwing. I think the, I was throwing Willow on the on the stakes, probably like the tragic, most tragic one. Or actually, the the angel being killed in front of Buffy, and it recreates that scene of when he dies, and he just looks at him, he's like Buffy. Yeah, and then you know, yeah, and she, she, do, doesn't she, even, she doesn't she doesn't even believe. react. Yeah, yeah, but she yeah. also you know she kills Xander, doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. But, these are nothing. This means nothing to her. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is hard to watch that scene. Correct. Um, but I will go on to Oz because I think he he um he doesn't have much screen time in this from memory. Oh, uh, he has a fair bit actually because he's yeah. one of the good guys. But it's that scene where you know Willow's at the locker trying to beg him for forgiveness. Yeah. And he just does the whole, uh, does this little speech that certainly, I'll just read it out. So I can't help feeling like the reason you want to talk is so that you can feel better about yourself. And that's not my problem. (laughs) 
And Bastard. You know, and it's that, you know, it's just such a mature response that only, <laughs> like, that's not how a teenage boy is going to Well, react. luckily no one in the show is a teenager. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's just a very, very mature response. Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't put any fuel on the fire. He doesn't lash out at her. Yeah. He. Um, she wants forgiveness so she can feel better. And he's like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty true. Like that's what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's just like, give me some space. Mm. Space and, and time. S- and see what happens. See what happens. Um, and it's just this very. Very mature scene, um, and you know he he isn't angry, but you can see he's a little bit hurt. But he doesn't want to get back at her. Yeah, and the way and the contrast of the way Xander and yes. Cordelia are, are, yeah. uh, are really trying to outdo the other one. Even yes. Cordelia like going to that guy. Is there something in my mouth? And and she's twid- uh, waddling her head as if she's like kissing the guy in the hallway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and in then the bronze, and she's laughing really loudly at the guy and like touching him. Ah, oh, you're so funny. And then <laughs> he's sitting there. So, oh, we're all happy, aren't we? You well, know? Her, her whole response to the breakup is, I'm going to go live my best life. Cordelia was around today. She'd be an influencer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so she's going, I'm living my best life route, um, wearing her stilettos and. Burgundy dress. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also that little sequined number mm. as well that she ends up in the dumpster. The oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the red one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was quite nice the, too. The, the All her outfits are quite nice, eh? Yeah. Dumpster chic for the dumped, <laughs> as Harmony <laughs> she got says. Dumped. That, that was probably the, the smartest thing Harmony says throughout the episode. <laughs> and Harmony is just horrible in this episode as well. Yeah, well, it's basically where Cordelia used to be. So you yeah, know. so she's sort of heading in back in that direction. Um, what did you think about Cordelia blaming um, Buffy for everything that had gone wrong in her life? <laughs> well, it's a it's a little harsh. I mean, you know, this is the life of the Slayer, and she's quite well aware of what's happening like she's not creating these situations like she didn't create the master the master was there before her uh mm. creating havoc and and uh abducting people or whatnot and all the other other creatures that have come before really had nothing to do with buffy she was the answer to him yeah so yeah now blaming her for him seems or blaming her for her misfortune seems you know uh, or it is just lashing out at yeah well anyone. yeah definitely yeah just taking it out on her this is all her fault you know yeah. Um, you make your own bed, yeah. you know. But it's very similar to the scene from when she was bad and yeah. Cordelia goes out to kind of say something to her um, about her behaviour. And so Buffy went out to offer support pretty much and say that she's, you know, Buffy was trying to say, I'm still your friend, mm-hmm. you know. Well, had she not have come out, uh, Cordelia might have been killed by the vampire. That yeah. jumped out of nowhere. Yeah. To interrupt that conversation. Yes. But, you know, but Buffy was, you know, she was actually being a supportive friend. She was, you know, saying, if you want to talk, I'm mm. here. Like, don't, just because I'm friends with Xander as well doesn't mean I can't be friends with you. Yeah. yeah. Going, <laughs> she was not taking that route. No, she needed a Joyce to confide in with some marshmallows. <laughs> yes, exactly. Marshmallows and hot chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. All right. 
on to the next topic. Um, the industrialization of killing humans. <laughs> Something that always bothered me about this episode is that the master gets, like they go through all of that, like the those... That machine with that all machine. the prob- probs and probes and, yeah. Yeah. Sucking um, all the blood and he gets like half a glass. And it's half a glass of blood and I... Well, when you donate blood, how much blood would you usually donate Well, in general? if you go back to when I gave birth and I lost two litres of blood. Right. Okay. And That's I a lot. That, that, that is actually quite a lot and I did need a blood transfusion. Yeah. Um, but that at that point I was... I couldn't stand, like stand up. Yeah. For instance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I was there. Yes. Um... So two liters is a lot. There's not two liters in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could lose two liters and be in danger, but you know. So that, um, I just think that that machine isn't working very well. <laughs> yeah, it's also not, not very fact, efficient. Maybe, yeah. maybe like a lot of blood's being lost in the in the in um, the tubes. In the tubes, maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, but also maybe the they're not placed in the right like because it seemed like they went into like the center of her body. Like, wouldn't it be better to put it on like the veins and stuff, or yeah. where your arteries are, like yeah, in your yeah. neck, oh, yeah, yeah. in your wrists, and your what mm. is it, your thigh? It would have made more sense to yeah. Or 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 like what we do with like sheep and cattle, you don't get a machine to do it. You, you hang, hang them upside, them upside down <laughs> to drain all the blood out. Yeah, but I, th- I think there's like an industri- like a manufacturing way to do it where like it's all automated. Yeah, lots of waste though. Lots yeah. of waste. Yeah, yeah. Which led me to uh, think about a movie. Um, I was going to save this for the um, down... Well, maybe ra- can this be the down the rabbit hole? Because I've pretty much said what I was going to say about the... Okay, well, let, let's... Oh, hang on. Wait, hang on. Oh, yeah. The, the last thing with... That industrializing the mm. um, vampires. Don't the vampires like the the thrill the of the thrill, kill? The thrill of the kill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's the you know, the new dawn of uh, you know their evolutional step where they don't need to do that and uh, everything's made from. It's like well, it's like hunting for for people. I guess you don't need to hunt anymore because everything's readily available. I know this is a little different for vampires who as are our demonic beings who uh, enjoy. Uh, the kill possibly, yeah, a little bit like that. Like I always thought, they kind of like the chase a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, even as Buff, uh, Aunt Willow was saying, "Oh, I hate this part. They're not. She's not running." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, as we're you're about to go on to it, um, what rabbit hole did well, you go down? Well, uh, it got me thinking about the movie Daybreakers. I love this movie. Yeah. So, if you're not familiar with Daybreakers, it is a a 2009 film uh, starring Ethan Hawke, uh, directed by some brothers, Michael and Peter Sprig. Sprig? Sprig? It's German. Oh, they also wrote it too. Um, so it, if you haven't seen this film, uh, it's about – it actually <laughs> – where do I start with this film? Well, apparently a virus has uh, infected a bat virus has infected <laughs> in, in humans. What, in, what, in what year was it? In twenty nineteen. Uh, in the year twenty. Oh, actually, I want to just read the top part. In the year twenty nineteen, a plague has transformed almost every human into vampires. Uh, they come from bats, by the way. <laughs> a plague. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, but basically, the society has become predominantly vampires. So yeah. you've got like 5% humans and the rest vampires. Uh, and to sustain the, the society, they've 
basically quote unquote farming humans, similar to what the but, master's yeah. plan was, um, and making blood readily available for for all the vampires um, who live in this world. It's 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 quite intriguing. Like the first half of the film is is pretty good. It probably dies off a little bit, but I, I reckon maybe. This could be a review we could do one day. So I don't want to talk too much about it. We could save that. But yeah, it really made me think about that. But this film is sort of about sustainability and you know, maybe a little environmental sort of themes thrown in there as well. That They're living this unsustainable life where the, the blood supply just isn't there. And um, when they don't have the blood supply, they turn into these demonic sort of so isn't Ethan, subsides Ethan, humans. So I think Ethan Hawke is trying to find a new sustainable source. Yeah, like a, a substitute fake blood. Yeah. yeah. So he's part of like a sciences team. He, he's also a vampire who's been turned um, and uh, is trying to find a substitute which they're failing at. They can't really find any any sort of substitute. Though they do mention they use pig's blood. So I'm not sure, you know, why that is an issue. They could, if they're actually running out, you know, they can use other animals by the sounds of it. So, but uh, as resources are dwindling and they're sort of on borrowed time basically, um, yeah, the society basically falls to part. Uh, and there's a couple of really cool scenes in there where there's there's like a, a coffee a coffee shop or coffee stall in like an underground subway or a subwalk that they use well, to travel every, around. Yeah, everything's underground. Yeah, everything's underground. And they do have like these subwalk tubes that uh, link t- uh, some of the buildings. But, uh, but in like the subways as well, they had like a little kiosk and they serve blood with their coffee. Uh, with like 20% blood in it. And um, as at the start, everyone's quite happy and chirpy, waiting for the blood. Everyone's quite nice and, and courtesy. But towards the end, when they were down to 5%, and uh, the guy goes back to the stall and says, this is what I wanted. I want more blood. And the girl's like, well, we can't have any. And then he just sort of, he just goes a bit sort of animal crazy and just grabs the blood off the shelf and it splats everywhere. Then everyone's just like going nuts for the blood and and screeching and and uh, and then and, and there's this one part where they, they the girls working behind a counter uh, close the store window or the shelf and then they start just licking the blood off the table that's spilled there. Like everyone's just in desperate need of blood. Uh, I know that scene was quite you know confronting. Lots of other confronting scenes in there, but uh, Daybreakers, yeah, uh, recommend that. And I think we may have to do a review on that film at some stage. Yeah, oh no, it's definitely up there. What did you call it? The you called it the Hawkonnaissance. Hawkonnaissance. There was a mini Hawkonnaissance uh, during the mid to late two thousands. He he made another movie with the same directors and writers called Predestination. Which that is, is also an amazing also movie. a great film, um, and I think we may have to do a review on that one too. Um, but maybe save that for another day. Um, also, maybe I just uh, briefly mention another little rabbit hole I went down uh-huh. to a brave new world. Okay, so had you read the book? No, I've never read it. No, I've never heard of it before, to be honest. So, oh, okay. yeah, I never. So I've read the book and watched the TV series. TV series. There is a yeah, a recent TV series that's available on Peacock, I believe. It's uh, Stan. Or Stan in Australia. Um, I'm not sure if it's been cancelled or it didn't have a final like, like a end date on IMDb. So I don't know whether it's. But you, as you were saying, you're saying earlier to me that it was, it was just a, a one-off. It was it's a book, a, yeah. Yeah, like, but it's sort of like they did that with The Handmaid's Tales. They managed to stretch, yeah, stretch to that out. Maybe, into maybe they shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> but uh, Brave New World. Uh, so what do you – or maybe you can talk a bit more about it if you read the book and stuff. So do you, do you, do you find a little, some sort of correlations with that episode of Buffy with uh, Brave New World? I suppose that uh, 
it's just a different universe. And as you said before, you were like, well, which world would you rather live in? Um, Brave New World or 1984? Well, because they've both been compared. Uh, so, but let's just let's just talk about uh, Brave New World. So, what what do you what can you say summarize a Brave New World? Oh, uh, it's just pretty much they. So, though it is controlled, like they they just have to they take these drugs to stop them feeling any emotions. Yeah. So it's just a world void of love, passion, jealousy, um, jealousy, anger. Uh, yeah. So and then there's like different tiers of people. Yeah, there's yeah. But oh, they're also doing they're doing a whole. Um, everyone's born in tubes. I think is something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no uh, con- there's no conception of babies in yeah. this. But no parents. No parents. But having said that, everyone's having sex a lot. <laughs> there's lots of orgies. There's lots in of the- sex, but they're all infertile. Oh like They've yeah. all been made in like yeah. I think the the soma soma or whatever it is that they're taking is also a birth control pill. Yeah, mm, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, and, but yeah, the kids are all t- like the kids are all raised in a separate section, and then they're like classified um, as whatever they're going to be when they grow up. Yeah, and the social status of they're going to yeah. be this elite or, or worker or something. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they're all de- like that's all determined at birth, and then they. Um, Use like mind control techniques to keep everyone in their places, mm, yeah. uh, but there's no one really policing it, <laughs> so to speak. Right. It's one of those things where the system has all been, or there is, there's one person sort of policing it, but there isn't like an army or, um, like you know, like a secret force, secret police, no Gestapo yeah, or anything like there's that. There's no secret police going around and. Um, doing that, they kind of are very casually going. Like they do have what they call re-education. It's mm. when you start having feelings. Yeah, they make you go and they re-brainwash you. So, so the whole picture of this: well, there's no wars, no conflict, or anything like that, and they live yeah. in absolute bliss. So, in this beautiful sort of society. The, sort of the catalyst of this is that um, something of like a murder occurs, and so in this society, there's no such thing as murder. There's no rape. There's you know, there's no crime. At all, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's a murder. <laughs> well, what they think is a murder, hmm. or could be a suicide, which is also incredibly. They don't know what it is, right? Because they've never come across it. Before. No one, no one knows how to handle. <laughs> no it. one knows what it is. They they think hmm. it's a, it's either a murder or a suicide. But again, a suicide is something that's hmm. very uncommon. Yeah. In this society. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, and it is actually way more complicated. Yeah, yeah. Well, just a brief, a brief. So and um, so there's there's obviously lots of comparisons with that to 1984 as I, I well. Would, I would live in Brave New World over 1984. <laughs> yeah, the sex the sex and drugs sound pretty good. Uh, yeah, the but boiled also cabbage and dark dingy uh, apartments don't don't appeal to me too no, much. And, endless and wall. As I said, they're in nice apartments. That everyone has clothes. There's mm. heaps of food. Yeah, <laughs> like it's. It's a nice place. Yeah. So everything doesn't smell like boiled cabbage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, no no police torturing you with rats. Yeah, God, no. Please, room 101, was it? Yeah. Mm, dear, yeah. Don't go there. Um, all right. Uh, anything else you wanted to add? Um, I, think. I think I've pretty much... And we can roll into question time? Yeah, let's roll into let's question time. Let's just do it, okay. Time. 
answer the question. Okay, Jared. Which character was your favourite? I'm not going to say Dark. I'm going to say Horny Xander and Willow. (laughs) I was just going to go Vamp Willow. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call that letter? Inhaling sort of noises. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, Which character do you love to hate? Normal Willow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, her her dribbling on in the in a in the hallway in, in front of the locker to um to Oz. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. I was just gonna go with the master. Master. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. His idea was stupid. <laughs> you idiot. Um, what was the most memorable fight scene? Oh, the final battle. Yeah, it's got to be the final battle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty so, intense. Yeah, with, with um, the master killing Buffy, but before that you have um, Buffy kills Xander, Oz kills Willow, and Xander kills Angel. Which hmm. all kind of have... There's all subtext in there, isn't yeah, there? Like, yeah. Xander's never liked Angel. Yeah. Um, you know, Willow and Oz... Being together and fighting, and you know he kills yeah. her. Um, and uh, what was the other one? Um, and she and she kills. That's right. And when Buffy kills Xander, yeah. So that's you know a lot, a lot of conflict they've had as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have the same one. Um, LOL moment. It's the master. <laughs> when I first see him in the in the club, <laughs> and he's uh Just looking like, at me. Hungry, and he just holds up a girl. <laughs> I've lost my appetite. She keeps looking at me. I'm trying to eat, and she keeps looking at me. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, <laughs> uh, I have the Xander going. It was too easy, and Willow's little. I feel cheap. Um, also, when Giles is trying to get the. Get the watcher in Cleveland to send Buffy to Sunnydale. Yeah. And he's like, we could be on a Hellmouth. We are too on Hellmouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, favorite scene? Well, I think it's back to the, the battle the, when oh, they're okay. all getting killed. I think that was probably the, be- yeah, the best scene. Like, the pretty powerful scene. The yeah. slow uh, sort of. The slow motion of it all and the, and the sad music, like that is a real, real powerful scene, I thought. That was yeah, uh, done I, so well. I actually thought the scene where they, um, where Willow and Xander kill Cordelia, done in that, that spinning motion. Mm. Oh, yeah. As yeah the Dolly killing, Rick trick. Yeah, as they're killing her and, and that's, yeah, that, that kind of spinning motion is, yeah. And also the fact that you're sitting there going, oh, shit. Mm. Yeah. How, are we, how are we going to get out of this one? Yeah, we're really committing <laughs> to this, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, what is the your least favourite scene? Uh, I was the at the start where they're killing that demon. For a second, I thought he was pissing. The demon was pissing. Oh, okay. But it's just all the slime and and, yeah, and yeah. goop dripping off him. <laughs> yeah. But you see him standing like from the back, and it, for a second, I thought he was pissing on something. <laughs> Um, and they just sort of kill it and go, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. Yep. Ew. Uh, 
yeah, probably um, Harmony being a bitch, mm. doing the whole, you know. Like, gotta, this guy wants to check check you out. and Yeah, but also like the fact that Cordelia has already been through hell with the fact that she nearly died by mm. falling and having a piece of rebar go through her. Yeah, yeah. And then, no compassion, eh? Just just wait, <sighs> waiting for a moment yeah. to hang it on her. You yeah. went out with Xander. Ew. Yeah. I hate her. Um, and trying to set her up with Jonathan. And you can kind of see this look on Cordelia's face of, you know. These are the people I want to hang out with. Yeah, but also the fact that, you know, she gave up everything to the point that now Harmony can make fun of her. Mm, yeah. Like Harmony can make fun of me. Yeah. 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 She dethroned the queen bee. Yeah. She worked so hard to which to to work for yeah yeah exactly so it really dawns on her what she has lost and you know you sort of see that look on her face does she doesn't even want to really be there yeah their friend anymore like it's yeah yeah she's outgrown them yeah um favorite quote done <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna go with bored now. <laughs> she says that a lot, doesn't she? Bored now. I've Done. Also, I've also got your logic does not resemble our Earth logic. You said that Buffy says it to Xander. Oh, uh, when? <laughs> um, and it's at the start when she's um, when he's going. How dare they break into, you know, break into the factory and. Rescue us without even knocking. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's probably the best quote right there, thinking about it. Why didn't they announce it? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we brought that up last week. Like, yeah, why, why do they sneak in? Because they're kissing. Yes, exactly. Um, best Cordelia freakout moment? Uh, I think when she meets Xander in the street with Willow. Yeah, the, no, 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 no way. I wished I wished us into Bizarro Land and you guys are still together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her whole freak out there was pretty good. The sudden yeah. realization that oh, maybe this ain't so great after all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was loving it up until then. Yeah, had a Cordette's back, and yeah, yeah. Who gets the wooden spoon? I gave it to Dark Buffy. Dark Buffy, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was reckless and got herself killed. Like, oh, let's go kill the master and maybe help you out with restoring the universe or something. I don't know yeah. if that's important. Yeah. Putting Giles at risk as well, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. I'll give you that one. Oh, you you agree or? Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. Oh, who did you have? I you? did have Anya, but. Yeah, well, she did create a whole new universe, so. Yeah, but now she's trapped in a human form. <laughs> oh, okay. So now she was a demon, now she's not. Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I know she becomes a regular character as we go on. Yes. Uh, so she was... So what was she? She's uh, a, a vengeance demon. So she came to. She wanted uh, Cordelia to wish something against Xander. Is what yes. she originally wanted. Okay, yep. but what does she get out of this? Um, she doesn't get killed by Tahothran. By who? Tahothran. Oh, her boss. Okay, right. Yeah. By granting these wishes. Yeah. Okay, right. So. They're just called a vengeance demon. And so does does she? It is. It is sort of that monkey paw situation. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. Um. But th- so she does live in that universe as well, because we didn't. She only came back when he summoned her. Yeah. So what does she come to Earth 
say, <laughs> grants a wish that goes back to Howl or something? Or um, I think you kind of see that he has like a pocket dimension, I think. Okay. No, well, there's demon yeah. dimensions that we've met before. Yeah. Right, okay. I think. <laughs> I think. Well, I don't know. He if gets, you don't know, then no one knows. He gets summoned from a place, so yeah. Well, that's some, yeah. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, she, he was able. Giles was able to summon her. So yeah. Um, and who gets the MVP? Oh, it's Giles. Oh, because he never loses faith. Or <laughs> never loses hope. <laughs> never loses hope. No. Never loses hope. And took a gamble that this uh, any other reality has got to be better than the one we're in. So yeah. And there's a pretty big gamble to take when you think about it. You know. That's the only life he's ever known. Yeah. And last but not last. least, what do you rate the episode out of 10? All right. I'm going to give it 10 <gasps> burgundy leather dresses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You really liked this yeah, episode. Yeah, I did. I um, enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go 9 out of 10 glowing necklaces. Mm, okay. Um, and uh, finally, to cap off. I did read a lot of people seem to think it was Faith getting killed at the bronze. Yeah, yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> yeah, it's not her. It's quite clearly not her. And it's and it's not her in the shot either. I think she yeah. just maybe has the stunt woman's wig on maybe. <laughs> Possibly. No, but that wig's terrible. You <laughs> look like her. Also, would Faith be a slayer in this universe? No, she wouldn't be. She wouldn't be, no. No, because she was Kendra, only... Kendra would still be alive as yeah, well. Yeah, Kendra was... Uh, so she was like the next succession. So, yeah, mm. she wouldn't even be a slayer. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. So, Eddie, do you have anything else you want to add? Or we are just going to roll with it? Yeah, just roll with it. Roll with it. All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed your time with us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And you can find us on... TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, there's a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. Yeah, be sure to like, share, subscribe, shout us a comment, an upvote, maybe a downvote. And uh, we'll... Recommend us to your friends. Recommend us to your friends. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.